Hello, I'm Lydia Champole, and welcome to another episode of the Creepy Tech Podcast. I'd like to thank you all so much for listening to this. I didn't think that there were so many others interested in this kind of stuff, but it looks like there is. Uh, You can feel free to send me a message if you have something specific that you'd like me to cover this season, and I would love to do that. This week, we are going to do a deep dive into mobile gaming apps, what they are, how we use them, and the way that it's changing our understanding of what it means to have free will, privacy, and how we behave as human beings. So let's jump right in. I thought I'd kick off season two by covering something that that we have all used. When I say everyone, I literally mean every single person. Well, except for newly born babies. I was sitting in my living room chatting with my younger sister a few weeks ago and she mentioned that she had been receiving a whole bunch of spam calls. Every few hours her phone would start ringing and then that new but still alarming caller ID alert would pop up indicating that it is likely a spam call. She'd ignore it and wait until it stopped and then she'd continue playing games on her phone. When she mentioned this, I immediately remembered that during the whole FaceTime app craze, people had noticed that the app was uploading photos from not only their camera roll, but also their cloud photos to the Facetune servers across the world. I'll definitely be doing a full episode on Facetune later on this season, so watch out for that. Um, But anyway, after getting off the phone, I started doing some research on some popular games that are offered on the Apple Store for download. These games are usually free or include some sort of in-app purchase, which is a new thing that Apple is encouraging game or app developers to implement. I'd like to cover two specific games, one being Mr. Bullet and the second one being Train Taxi, both of which are what my sister was playing at the time. Now, let's go through some aspects of the publicly available information about their developers, their privacy policies, how they use our data, and how this changes the way that we behave. When you Google Mr. Bullet or Taxi Train, which are two of the most downloaded games out there, you'll notice a few things. One being their privacy policy. Well, Mr. Bullet is owned by Applovin, which is a California-based company and, does, and they do actually have a privacy policy. It's short and to the point, but there are a few key points that stuck out to me while I was going through them. Privacy policy states a couple of things. Number one being, when you use our services, you may give us your contact information directly on our website, generally your name and email address. We also collect certain information and data, such as your application usage, access, session times, and in-app purchases, your unique device ID, hardware type, the version of your operating system, your device name, your name, email address, and cover photos if you have connected to Facebook or Google+, as well as your general city or country, your location based on your your IP address, uh, and a whole bunch of other things. Um, If you read further down in the privacy policy, It also loosely states that you can opt out of the notifications, but you basically can't opt out of the tracking. Okay, so number two, 
uh, you by signing the privacy policy or agreeing to it, you understand that you and your preferences are used to enhance the experience and to enjoy the use of their services. So basically, they're collecting data so that they can make it easier for you to use, easier for you to stay on their platform, less likely for you to not recommend it to friends, etc., etc. Number three. They'll use your data to deliver advertising and marketing and promotional information to you. Number four, uh, they'll use your data to link or combine it with other information that they get from third parties to help understand your preferences and provide you with better services. Number five, they do share your information with third parties and they state the following. The third parties may have access to and collect data and information about you such as your device identifier, your geolocation information, which they don't state how exact that geolocation information is. Um, they'll also collect your IP address, your application usage, access, session times, applications present on the device or in use at a particular time on the device. And you're viewing and interactions with advertising for the purposes of providing their services, including, for example, enabling, providing, and delivering other advertisements as described further below in their privacy policy. Now, number six is for those who live in Europe. Uh, apparently, in their privacy policy, it states that you may request to delete or restrict access to your personal data, but... They may postpone or deny your request if your personal data is in current use for providing services or for other quote-unquote legitimate purposes in which, in which case they will let you know if they are unable to delete your information and they'll tell you why. So basically, you can ask them to delete it, but they can make up a reason or find a reason to keep your information for much longer. And a good reason would be that advertisers are still using those key pieces of your information to advertise to other people who are exactly like you or who exhibit behaviors that you did or have apps that are similar to the ones that you have on your phone while you were playing that game. Now, number seven is my favorite. Um, they do state very clearly that although they make good faith efforts to store the information collected on the services in a secure operating environment it is, that is not available to the public, they cannot guarantee the absolute security of that information during its transmission or its storage on our system. So, or their system. Um, basically meaning that, let's just say... A company decided that they could figure out where that data was going and they were kind of working with that company but we're not really sure anyways they could circumvent the security process take your information and essentially this company would have no like they would not be liable they did warn you uh, they wouldn't be responsible for the loss of your data or the your compromised data that um, anyway well, other than, other than the above, seven very concerning points in the policy, I must say that this was one of the easier privacy policies to read, to be honest. Um, Taxi, Taxi Train, on the other hand, um, this is a game made by Say Games, LLC, and I tried searching for a location, but it seems like that 
isn't even listed on their website. And by website, I literally mean one landing page that links to their taxi, their taxi train game on the Apple Store and the Google Play locations. They also have their listed website and a link to a hiring page, or their listed email address and a link to their hiring page that is completely in Russian. Um, so there's no privacy policy to be found directly on their website. You actually have to go to either their Apple Store or Google Play page and then scroll all the way down to the bottom and then it links you to a hidden page on their website. This is very interesting in itself. It, it seemed like they were just kind of trying to push that as far back as possible so that you really wouldn't have to read it. Um, now, while, I, while this was also like a quick read, the main points were basically very similar to Mr. Bullet. Uh, so let's go through them real quick. Number one, if you log into the app using a third-party site or platform such as Facebook, Apple Game Center, and Google Sign-In, they can access your information about you from that site or platform, such as your screen name, your profile information, and your friends list, in accordance with the authorization procedures determined by such third-party site or platform uh, that you have given permission to share your data with them. Um, and that is usually done pretty easily just by literally scrolling to the bottom of the contract and just clicking I agree. So you actually really don't know who these companies are working with. Now, number two. This was one of the game companies that I saw that actually addresses how they use children's data, even though they have like a minimum age of how old you have to be to use their site. And I believe that's 16. Um, but Number two, they did say that they use children's data to provide children, as this term is construed under GDPR in EU, COPA in the US, and relevant applicable legislation in other jurisdictions. Uh, so anyways, they use children's data to provide them with re reasonable contextual advertisements in the app. And um, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty vague. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, number three, uh, they use your data to share your advertising ID to advertising networks, companies for the purpose of them using or serving behavioral advertisements to you within the app. Uh, they may also use the following advertising network companies, um, one of which is Mopub. Actually, both of them are Mopub, and they do link directly to both of their, uh, like the privacy page, their privacy policy, and then um, a page that indicates that they're legal partners with Taxi Train. Uh, the recipient's use, uh, they continue on to say that the recipient's use of the disclosed information, meaning Mopub, uh, will not be covered by this specific privacy policy. But if you have questions concerning the processing carried out by those third parties, then you should review their privacy policy. And I'm guessing it kind of says, like, the, well, okay, it, it pretty much says the same thing that these ones say, just kind of vague language that addresses liabilities, responsibilities of both you and the company, blah, 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 blah. So yeah, um, you can go to go read that and I will put that link in the show notes if you'd like to go through that. So number four, uh, your personal data is deleted or anonymized as soon as, soon as it no longer serves one of the above mentioned purposes 
and in any event, no later than three years after your interaction with say games has ceased. Basically meaning that they can come up with a reason to use your, your information at any point in time. They can say that another advertiser is using it, um, which can be extended from that three years to the next like five years, ten years. You never really know. Um, and you wouldn't know unless you, at, you directly went to their website and emailed them to request the data they're sharing with other people, basically, and then request them to delete it. And then basically go through like an appeal process if they do deny the deletion request. So just be ready if that's something that you want to do. Number five, ah, you have the right to object to our processing of your personal data for direct marketing purposes at any time. They will cease the processing of your personal data for this purpose after you object. So beforehand, they are actively selling your information to every single person that works with them. Please, it also states that uh, you need to note, if you exercise this, this right, your user license to use the app will cease automatically. Basically, if you want to use their apps, you have to agree to having your information shared with companies that they work with, which basically means your data is literally everywhere. All right, however, I, I will give them props for making props for making both of these policies super quick and easy to read. Um, it wasn't like countless pages. It was maybe like good five to 10 minute read for both of them. And that's just because I was also taking notes at the same time. So you could actually find those in the show notes and go through them if you would like, uh, just to get a bigger picture of what else they cover in there. Uh, in my opinion, the next step would be at a would be to allow users to actually have control over the, their own information. After making policies this accessible and this easy to read, then um, that would be the most logical next step. The way that I think that they should do this is by providing paid versions of their applications. And that could be subscription-based where there's a recurring payment every single month. This would replace the need to sell their user data to other people so that they, they can maintain their application. Um, with users actually getting that choice to purchase their application and pay every month, that means like they're getting a recurring income that goes directly to like servers or um, upgrades to the game, releasing new features, all of that kind of stuff. And at the same time, they could also offer a free version to users who don't mind that their data is being sold to everybody. That That's another option that they could do. Hopefully this is something that more app dev developers will start to offer. Um, we're becoming really like privacy focused these days. So I'm guessing that there are people out there looking into these, uh, into these options for developing apps, developing tech, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who would still want to be a part of the world, but also like still hold rights to how their virtual identities are handled. I think that's something that's very important to a lot of people. Back to the solution to the spam calls. So after I read all of these, these privacy policies and told my sister to go through like all of the permissions on her phone, she did. She said that she already had done that. And even though she had revoked access to everything, including revoking Apple's access to her phone, her phone use analytic data, she noticed that for some reason these two games had still been submitting data to Apple. 
which kind of makes you wonder who else are they submitting this data to. We then decided to test out whether or not the spam calls would stop if she deleted both apps. And a week later, she actually texted me and told me that, surprise, surprise, the calls had completely stopped within a day of the apps being deleted, and she hadn't received any other spam calls since. And I thought that was, that was pretty interesting. Um, that means not only is your name, your email address, your Facebook profile, like all of those things getting shared, but it's also ending up in the hands of spam callers or these companies that may or may not be real which could end up leading to like a lot of fraud, um, a lot of identity theft, those kinds of things. Um, and that, that actually puts us in a very vulnerable position as users of these apps. Next, I wanted to jump into <laughs> the way that these apps kind of change our behavior. And when you look up the two app, the two games, um, in Mr. Bullet particularly, you will find the following description on both app stores. So, uh, quote, use your brain in this unique puzzle game. You will need precise aim and laser focus to take down enemies, ninjas, and many other bad guys you will encounter in the world. Travel to new lands, save hostages, and use unique weapons like grenade launcher launchers to combat your foes. Start your adventure now. The one thing you have to ask yourself is, can you do it in one shot? Unquote. Now, the men main page on Google Play continues to state that, quote, Mr. Bullet is constantly updating with new unique levels, weapons, and other skins. You will not want to miss out on the action, end quote. What I'm concerned about here is the psychological impact of gaming that is accessible 24 hours a day. While I'm not a person that is against gaming in any way, I do have to point out that these companies are knowingly creating games that specifically use what they know about how our brain works in a way that directly results in the formation of habits. And that could end up causing long-term issues for younger audiences. In addition to the increase in addictive or dependent-like behavior, I think that the, the use of free-to-download but pay-to-play features within the game themselves could lead to an increase in gambling addictions later on in life for these young mobile gamers. I first began thinking about this after reading an article on Medical News Today, where they explained that, quote, in gaming addicts, there are functional and structural alterations in the neural reward system, a group of structures associated with feeling pleasure, learning, and motivation, exposing video games addicts to game-related cues that cause cravings and monitoring their brain responses highlighted these changes. Changes that are also seen in other addictive disorders, unquote. It only makes sense that continuously playing a game which, is created, which was created to target your brain's reward system will lead to trouble IRL. It's evident that our attention spans have shortened, our anxiety has risen over the years, and the statistics collected show that there is an increase in depression in young children and adults worldwide. And while scientists are just beginning to slog through the data, it's not hard to form a case against this constant access to these platforms. Now, in an article on the U.S. National Library of Medicine, National Institutes of Health, they state the following, quote, It has also been demonstrated that excessive smartphone gaming can lead to detrimental health effects for a small minority of users, including depression, anxiety, stress, worse mood, 
specific personality disorders, and low self-control, as well as dependence-like symptoms, end quote. And this is by a couple of different researchers and scientists, so I've, I've put that I've put that link as well in the show notes so you could check that out if you would like to. What I got from that was that scientists and medical professionals are continuing to propose that the negative characteristics of an individual can be enhanced or further encouraged as one continues to form a reliance to their phone to avoid anxiety, stressful situations, or simply as a result of things like seeking a reward that is always just out of reach. Looking at these studies, one can begin to reason that the methods developers are using to keep players interested in the game itself, for example, new releases of features either weekly or daily, as well as rewards for difficult to complete levels in the game, are contributing to the chances that a player will begin to form an addiction to that reward system. And sure, no one really listens to that whole no one under 13 can use the service line. If there's anything I know for sure, it's that telling someone not to use something is literally the quickest way to get them to try it. And the consequences may end up being very severe for the younger generation. Ah, anyways, that's where I'll leave you. Uh, that's all I have for this week. I'm super glad to be back and creating again uh, during my break from Creepy Tech. I ended up setting up a directory of podcasters and it's given me the wonderful opportunity of helping them to connect to each other and for me to find new podcasts that I now love listening to. And if this is something that sounds interesting to you, uh, you can head over to crosspods.com or the crosspods on social media, on all social media. Uh, there's some pretty incredible individuals out there. I even got to be a guest on a pretty normal podcast, and that was pretty cool. So uh, you can check those out at thecrosspods.com or the crosspods on all social media. Uh, you can follow me on IG at tech underscore creepy or on Twitter at tech creepy or my website, elshambale.com. And that's it. It's nice to be back. I'll see you next week. Bye. Creepy Tech Podcast. 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 Podcast.